Greetings, everybody. This is Jackie, and welcome to the Mares in Black podcast show 18. This is the show for hobbyists by hobbyists, and I'm here with my bestie, Heather. <laughs> I'm like the wind. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are still on post Briarfest high. At least I am. I'm on post Briarfest tired as crap. <laughs> well, I'm also Briarfest was but but one of about three to four road oh, trips I, I took I know, in the last three running. weeks. You've been running. I yes. so I Briarfest was incredibly tiring for me, and we can get into that later. Mm-hmm. But I I did the dumb white girl thing and did not take a day off after oh. after the yeah. the festivities, and so it's been catch up ever since. And I thought I would be able to do it over the weekend, but I had stuff I had to get done for the weekend because I had thrown everything to the side for a month yeah. because of Briarfest. So, so I worked the day I came home from Briarfest, which is really dumb. And, um, today was my, scheduled, Oh yeah. Scheduled, like I could, today was my scheduled nothing day. So yeah. I did laundry, I did grocery shopping and I ate food and that's about it. That sounds like nothing to me. Jackie. It was great. That is women's nothing. Oh, yeah. you have the day off? Shop, do laundry, put yep. it away, go to the grocery store, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was marvelous. Nothing. <laughs> Everything I could have hoped it was. And we had light. We had lightning strike in our backyard last oh, week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about this, because all I saw was a picture of the cabinet with this big jag in it. Oh, that was a and tree. Then I, and then I thought, she, oh, it was your shed. That was a tree. Um, yeah, so. Um, and then I saw work. you post that your basement was flooding. <laughs> yes. So, and we keep finding little random weird things that have apparently from the lightning. So um, apparently my husband took the last three weeks off because he has a job that lets him do that. And he was taking Sharp a nap. Life. I, right. He was taking a nap while I was at work. And uh, I get this message all of a sudden from him. Everybody's okay. And I was like, what's going on? And uh, apparently <laughs> we're the only two people in our house. So, <laughs> well, he got three cats. Yeah. Um, apparently he was sleeping and he was woken up by what sounded like an explosion. Uh, and all the cats like took that. off. And um, then he was like, well, he didn't know what was going on. And then all these cops and the fire department showed up in our backyard and lightning hit our shed and like, like melted the roof and ruined it. We just had a, a like we had a dead tree in the backyard that we actually just took down like the day before. And it's a good thing we did or else that would have fallen down. But there's it would have been st- on fire. Yeah, there's a big lightning. There's a big strip of bark missing off one of the trees. And then we found a, it tripped the breaker to the fridge. It KO'd some little like battery battery clock I have in the kitchen. <laughs> um, we discovered were discovered relatively quickly. It also tripped the tripped the butt breaker to the hot tub. That was just discovered tonight. So the hot tub is not hot. <laughs> I was gonna say, is the hot tub like green now? No, it's probably not. It's not green, but it's not hot. <laughs> um, and uh, then we got some water in our basement that of something i don't know what it was something was leaking that we had there were people here at like eight o'clock this morning fixing that but i apparently slept through that so whatever (laughs) good for you but i think everything has been fixed now well that's good well i was gone the air conditioning broke oh that's terrible so looking forward to coming home the the percentile of joy went from like (laughs) Uh, solid 60% to 35. <laughs> That's not good. Now, here's okay. what I don't understand, and I love my man dearly, but uh-huh. why did he have to wait for me to come home to fix any of this? Oh, it broke while you were... It, it broke oh. while I was in Kentucky. Did he not tell you it broke? No, he told me it broke. And I was oh. like, okay, well, call, blah, blah, blah. All right, so mine at least, like, did the dishes and stuff. He didn't put everything where it's supposed to be. I'm still finding it, but he did the dishes... 
No, Josh. Uh, Josh did yeah. everything else. He just, I think, he thought because he he has to be at his job. Their job oh. is draconian when you you got to clock it. Like these are professional people, developers and stuff, right. where he works. And I won't say who he works for, but but because he doesn't work for them after next week, <laughs> he got a better job. But he had like you have to. They like dock you if you don't show up, and they monitor your um your screen at work, and it's it's all very like how they treat people that work at call centers basically oh, wow that's that's baloney yeah so i guess he felt like i was like let the worker you know i would have been like i told them when i finally put on the work order if the guy wants to come in and nobody's home that's fine with me just fix the damn air conditioning. yeah <laughs> you know, don't let the cats out it's yeah, fine just, god just come in and do it so he finally came today and fixed today so we have air but i mean we literally went and bought fans and stuff because we called him last week and he was like well it's Tis the season. I can't be there till Tuesday. Oh my god! Ah! No bueno. No bueno. No okay. Bueno. Now that we've right. d- days of our lives. Yep. So all right. So I guess we should talk about model horses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna talk about model horses. <laughs> are we gonna ever? We are gonna talk about model horses. Okay. So intro to the show. Uh, our usual thanks to our shout outs and compliments for the show. We've had. We got so much positive feedback at Briar Fest. So nice meeting everybody. Everybody yes. came up to us and said hi, or turned around went and go, "Are you guys Jackie and Heather?" <laughs> like, like, we know those voices. We heard that you was, laughing, and we that know was, that laugh. <laughs> that was super funny. Like that was my favorite thing is when people didn't know that heck we were, but like all of a sudden they were like, "Are, are you the mayor's black?" Like, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are. Yeah, that was wonderful. Loved so, it. So that was fun. It's it's fun being a Z-list celebrity. <laughs> It is. It is kind of fun being a Z-list celebrity. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, this episode is a, the a part one of two of a recap of Briarfest Equilocity, the events at KHP um, Fellowship, mm-hmm. because that happened right before Briarfest, and we have been remiss in talking about it. So oh. we will have um, some interviews interspersed, and uh, we're also uh, going to talk about kind of what what I'm calling stories from the fest, where yes. it's a lot of people have shared really positive moments at Briar Fest, and I think we really need to amplify those. So, yep. uh, we've got three in this show, maybe three or four next show. Uh, so those will be little interstitials where we usually have advertising. Excellent, it'll be good. We, we have, have new countries. countries. Yeah, I'm go so ahead. excited about this. So we have India and Singapore. We have India and Singapore. Sweet. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. I also found out where China came from. Did I tell where you? Did, no, you did not. So when I was in Artisan's Gallery Friday night, fighting mm-hmm. the crowds for Kylie's stuff and this mini, I, micro mini I wanted from Tiffany yep. uh, Purdy, um, a woman came up to me. I forget who she was with. It was someone I knew. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize her, but she knew me. And mm-hmm. um, she wanted to re- remain anonymous because of the sensitivity of her job. But okay. she, she had been sent to China for a length of time to work for her oh. company. And, uh, of course, the media is very restricted and Americans are kind of, I don't, I don't want to say, like, oppressed or tailed or anything like that. Right. But it was, you know, she, there was no entertainment that she could understand or watch. Right. Except for us, apparently. Mayors in Black yes. got the website got through the Chinese censor net or wow. whatever. So <laughs> she listened she apparently listened to our shows like the whole time she was there, twice, because it was the only entertainment she had. She was like, You guys kept me from going mad. Oh so, my goodness. What a great story, right? <laughs> That's like, amazing. 
<laughs> so, so A, the Chinese listens were real, and B, we kept someone from going insane. So I, that is I think our work here is done. That is good work. Yeah. All right. And uh, our next show is going to po- focus on the back half of the weekend, correct? Yeah. So yeah. today we're going to talk uh, run up like Wednesday through Friday. Okay. Um, and then the, the heavy duty days, Saturday and Sunday, and going home Monday are the next show. Excellent. Which, and we really don't know what we're doing after we fit, we we finish up Briarfest. Um, we'll probably, and we'll have to discuss this more, but we'll yeah. probably go back to our list of shows that we suggested mm-hmm. and Let's pull from there. Maybe international, maybe uh, collectability. I'm not sure. Okay, cool. I don't think we've done those yet, but okay. we can talk about it. Nice. All right. So... All right. Speaking of stories from the fest, we want to talk. We want to play actually because we recorded this one uh, from our friend Annabelle. Uh, this is called uh, "Stone Bucks Pay It Forward," and uh, she came to our room to tell us this really positive story about something that happened to her at Briarfest and Equalocity. All right, so we're here in the Clarion with Annabelle, and she's going to tell us about a Briarfest miracle that happened to her. Go ahead, man, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. So I was at the stone room in the Fairfield just earlier this evening and I was asking, my mom was asking me a couple questions about Equilocity that I didn't quite know how to answer and the woman next to me gladly answered her questions and um, the man that was with her invited me to ask any more. So I asked about a specific model in the Clarion and she said yes. They, the stone room in the Clarion had one glossy and one matte still available. So I said, great. And I headed down to the stone room in the Clarion. And just a few minutes after I walked in, the same woman walks in and says to me, hey, I have some stone bucks left over. Would you like them? And at first I was a little unsure, but she assured me that she wasn't going to be spending anymore, that she was leaving, that she didn't have any use for them and she wanted me to have them. And I said, okay. And she gave me a hundred stone bucks. Wow. (laughs) And I was blown away. I gave her a big hug. I was, oh my gosh, I was so thankful because I work hard for my models. I save up my money. I babysit and Briarfest is a big thing for me. So I was super grateful. Um, but it's not really about the money in the end because it was so cool for me to experience someone who was really willing to share the hobby with others. Because in the hobby, we get a lot of people who are super greedy and a little self-absorbed almost. And it was so inspiring to see someone who was willing to pay it forward. Oh, that's excellent. That's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. Um, And if that person from the stone room has the other side of that, we would love to recognize you. So give us a call. All right. Have a good rest of your Briarfest, Annabelle. Thank you. Thanks, Annabelle. So here we're back with the news. Um, We have one correction. It's an important correction. Um, Anfield uh, notified us to let us know that she was not mentored by Jane Yount. They were contemporary. So they kind of came up, came out the Joan Yount. I'm sorry. What did I say? Jane? Jane. Um, They are contemporaries. Um, They kind of learned together, but they do collaborate quite a bit, which I did know they collaborated a lot. 
Yeah, she uh, she basically said that, you know, they do meant they kind of mentor each other. So <laughs> if that's such a thing, well, um, they came up together, they swap patterns that everything they they know, they share with each other. So that's, that's good. That's a good relationship to have uh, for the NAMSA news. We will go into depth about the meeting, the dinner and the meeting that occurred at Briarfest. On the outside of that, Sarah Parr won the VP race and moved almost immediately into the presidency. She let me know that there would be a special um, election for the next VP uh, behind her. So okay. uh, so stay tuned for that. Okay, so keep an eye out for that ballot. Yep. Yay. Um, and the dinner in the meeting will go into in the recap. Right. So Breyer's got a bunch of stuff going on. That's kind of none of it. Well, some of it's Briar Fest related, yeah. but we wanted to put do it at the top of the show. Yeah, a bunch um, of stuff. Variety has reported that Breyer has a TV deal. Uh, with Imagine Entertainment. If you mm-hmm. don't know who Imagine Entertainment is, that's Ron Howard and Brian Glazer's production company. Uh, one of the one of the biggest uh, production yeah. houses in um, Hollywood. I have heard they read they met with Ron Howard, and he yes. was at the Toy Fair. He was amazed by um, the breadth and depth of the Briarfest product line and the story. They have they have writers, uh, professional television writers, that are gonna gonna tap into the 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 briar spirit if you will uh mm-hmm. i read the article talks about the youtubers being a huge influence on why this got done that's amazing. That because there were so many people out there probably especially honey heart c who's like has a million followers over a million followers um stormy strike uh right. uh, uh fox glory who uh who probably we'll talk about her in a minute it's probably one of the most influential youtubers there, there are and inspired a bunch of other YouTubers um, felt like there are stories for all ages to be told. And I think that's, I think that's right. And I think that I hope that they look at these storylines that have been home built, if you will, by, right. by these uh, YouTuber hobbyists and really try and, uh, and capture what interests them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not sugarcoat it too much. I mean, I get right. it with the younger stuff. Honey Heart C is very aimed to a much younger audience. But certainly a positive development, I think. Um, oh, I would absolutely agree. <laughs> Jamie Polowski also told me that they're um, they're uh, talking to, um, and only design heads would know this, a guy that is a very famous for uh, doing fashion shet- setups with dolls. He has a design house. He's worked with Anna Wintour. Was, uh, they're, they're talking to him. That's all they're doing. But... Hmm. I believe his name is uh, Andrew Yang. And yeah. I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, the a- Andrew Yang? <laughs> like, yeah. <Hello? laughs> that guy. So cool stuff. So exciting. Yep. Um, it, it, in less fortunate news. <laughs> in less fortunate news. Briar sent out an email to all the vendors saying that you know, that, that gigantic, like, 200-pound banner that they had hanging at the end of the covered arena, that has apparently gone missing. And damaged the uh, the scrim. Yes, apparently whoever uh. took it down damaged the damaged the arena somehow. So, so if you've seen that, or if you've seen if somebody you were there messing and, with it, contact Briar. If you saw fifteen it. people smuggling something that looked like a giant carpet out of the yeah. park, possibly that was not cool. Yeah, it may have been uh, may have been that banner. We don't it know. May have been. Uh, additionally, additional oops, <laughs> additional oops. 
We're not going to name names in this, but uh, there was a there was a uh, a ranty post from someone um, that I guess had some trials and tribulations getting their tickets from Briarfest and had their Oliver slip shipped to them. And when they opened their boxes of Oliver's, it was it wasn't Oliver, a bunch of samples and prototypes, and they were like, "Whoa, what's this?" <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, Jamie got in touch with them and, and got the stuff back. But like, I think I just leave the country. You're right. Be like, oh, be score! Like, I'm out. <laughs> Never gonna hear from you again. Bye. See you later. <laughs> uh, just ki- we're kidding, but we're kidding. we just we're think not really gonna you know, do that. I don't, I'm I, I'm just wondering how a box of uh, tests, or it may have not been that auspicious. Samples, whatever it is. And Oliver's from Briarfest are in the same orbit. Like, Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't, but, but I, don't, you know, I don't know how any of that stuff works either. No, I don't either. I'm a graphics artist. I'm, I yeah. don't run a warehouse. I don't know. Um, so also, um, we'll get into this story in the next podcast. But by now, you all know that um, there was a $22,000 auction horse at the Alborozo at the Briarfest auction. There's a very nice story uh, from the Plaid Horse. Yes. Um. Out out today or yesterday. Yes, and they quote um, some of our 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 favorite people. Yes. So, uh, and they use footage. Uh, they quoted uh Aaron Cor. Well, they cor- they quoted Stephanie Maseko, and then mm-hmm. they also quoted Jen Buxton and Aaron Corbett, and used Fabian's video uh, footage of the that point in the auction. So. Yes. Awesome. So it's a good story. It's one I've shared around, and I've had non model horse people share it to their friends to you know say, hey, this is this cool hobby. It's not being coming off as too weird. So it's yeah. Good. Yeah. And we have the Briarfest 2020 theme. Celtic fling. Super excited. Heather Malone is all in. <laughs> Fair for the draft horses and ponies. I am just going to clog dance all over the place. I that love weekend. it. <laughs> I'll be taping the clog dancing. I'll live stream the clog dancing. I, I need Briarfest to get Michael Flatley. So anyway, it's, they it's, can uh, just put him in the covered arena and let him go. You, you have you have almost a year to get your kilts, people. How how, do, how how you couldn't really clog dance in the covered arena though? You would really put a stage out bar. there. You could put a stage out there and clog dance away. <laughs> they do stuff. Well, they like have that a stage all the time. Yes, that's where you the, could put a little temporary stage was. in the middle so everybody can see him. You know, yeah, you are right. I think right. they just need to have a runway and he can just do his flying clog. It dance would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm there for that. That's the first thing I shared when I heard that they were going to have this. I was like, check Riverdance out from Eurovision, man. This is what we need. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Finally, um, you can nominate Briar for the Toy Hall of Fame from now until July 31st. Um, Hopefully the podcast will be out. Hopefully the podcast. It should be. Yeah, Yeah, it should be. Um, So hopefully we'll just go ahead and do that. We'll give you the link. Um, Briars and posting link all over the place. So go nominate. Yeah, yeah. It's a we shared it once before. I just wanted to put it in as a reminder to go vote. Us Briar people are sorely overlooked in this toys that matter sort of thing. True. Truth. Truth. Okay. All right. That's the Briar news. And moving on to other hobby, other hobby stuff. We have the sad note that uh, Deanne Crevison has passed away from cancer. She is a region sixer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not realize she was ill. Um, uh, I have seen pictures where it looks like she was wearing a wig. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, our thoughts go out to her family and her friends. It's all, uh, you know, it's always, 
It's always just, you know, just stunning to me when we when a hobby is passed because it happens so rarely. Yeah. Um, but uh, so. yeah, just too bad. Yeah. Really sad. So, um, and we were talking about YouTubers before. Um, Fox Glory One Two Three is uh, got is looking for, is holding auditions for Vengeance Reign Two. We'll get you the information for that as well. I, you know, I see a lot of these coming across my social media stuff lately. I'm, I'm half tempted to try. Josh said he wanted to audition for Vengeance Rain, and I was like, you're going to have to tell him you're my boyfriend or they'll think you're a creepy old man. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, apparently Josh thinks that, uh, that Fox Glory's brother is a genius. So, oh, really? A musical genius. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's high praise. So yeah. So I watched a uh, Fox Glory um, has one. Of the Vince Rain was one of the most popular YouTube series yeah. out there at the time, and she kind of pulled back a little bit. Um, she was doing um, makeups and stuff like that um, videos, and uh, she's kind of back. Necrosis is back. Mm-hmm. Stormy Strike is out of college, and she's doing videos again. So it's really nice to kind of see a little bit of a resurgence in the YouTubers. I know that it's been a lot of discussion around them that their, their art form has kind of taken a nosedive mm-hmm. once they have moved out of it. So hopefully they, they can influence the generation behind yeah, them. Inspire, you know, to get into it. Yeah. People. Um, nice. On top of, uh, on top of that, um, I just watched a video. I have to mention this of Fox glory and uh, Emma Winchester. And I believe her brother are going to, Going to the world's largest briar-only store. Where is that? Looked like they went somewhere in Virginia to hmm. go see this place. But you have to change. It's on Fox Glories. Oh, I'll, uh, have to, I'll have to watch that. It's hilarious. It sounds like, like a place I need. Well, to go. so they go to a mall first to see mm-hmm. a small portion of her collection, and then they they load up and they go to the actual place where it's like rooms and rooms of briars, and oh it's my just gosh. like whoa. So yeah, that was super cool. Wow, nice. Uh, Westerly Design, Karen Gerhardt is looking for a ceramics apprentice. She just post- posted, like, basically... Today. Uh, just today about this and, and kind of what she's looking for and compensation is open. You do need to be within driving distance of uh, the studio because she's giving you some hands-on stuff. But um, if that's something you're interested, we'll have the link there and you can contact Karen and work something out. I'm so tempted by this, but I just you don't, don't have think time. I have time. No, you do not no. have time. You also do not have a place to do that. Not really. I mean, we could probably I could probably do it in the dining room and use the kitchen sink, but it's that would be messy. That would be super um, messy. And I did. I mean, time's the real. Yeah. And I kind of I enjoy cleaning greenware. I've done it before. It's mm-hmm. very zen, but I just I don't think I can make it happen. I hope some she gets somebody. Yeah. She's kind of. She's kind of in an area where not a lot of hobbyists live close around her, but hopefully someone will step up. Yeah. Because it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Oh, it really yeah, it is. Because, you know, not just learning learning stuff, and you know, you could take that to some other places too eventually. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good times. So, show restructuring. We which, didn't get to talk about we, it. Which we didn't we talk ran, about at Briarfest. We ran around like you bangies at Briarfest. And, and that was a lightly scheduled Briarfest for me. That was a lightly scheduled Briarfest, and we never talked about crap. No. So, so we're still working on that. Yes. Um, we do have a weekend coming up in about a, like a week and a half. Yeah, we're going to be... She's coming out for Weird Al at Red Rocks, and mm-hmm. then we've uh, we've got an Airbnb up in Dillon on the lake, which is going to be gorgeous. And, we're, and we don't have any skating schedule. We're just going to sit around and make food and drink. So and talk we'll have about time the to podcast. talk about. <laughs> right. 
Yes. So yeah, it's coming. Uh, also the MIB mentoring program, I did a major push on social media to remind everybody that's out there this week. And we got a lot more renewed interest in it. Yes. I got the email Um, you sent me. Yeah. We need to keep it going and we need, um, we need people to report back to us about their relationships that they've forged. If, if ones have been forged. Yeah. I, I don't have any real way to capture metrics on how these relationships working because our idea was to be very hands off about it and say, yeah. here's your contact, go for it. So if anybody's uh, established a meaningful mentor mentee rela- relationship, please let us know and, and, you know, tell us how it's going so we can share the success with yeah. our, the listeners. Inspire others to. Yes. Yes. Um, and, uh, we, we had some people interested in the youth strength, youth, uh, position. We did. We had like three people. Pushing for uh, pushing for the youth stringer position. Um, That's I'm gonna, amazing. I'm going to start writing the rec this week and run it past Jackie uh, for how we should uh, interview and review people. And after the next Briar Fest show, we'll post it. Excellent. Excelente. Excelente. And that's the news. That's the news. All the news that's fit to share. Uh, we're going to tell another story from the fest, and then we will go into our theme discussion. Yeah. Fellowship, Briarfest, Equalocity, KHP recap. Be right back. Okay. You're listening to the Mares in Black podcast. All right. And so here we are with a story from, reported to us by Nancy Kelly. Um, she says, the future of the hobby is bright. I witnessed this magical moment in front of my swap meet table on Friday. There's a photograph that we'll link to. The two young women on the left are YouTubers by their own admission. We know one is Infinity Briars. We believe the other one is, uh, would you say, Shield Studios? Shield Studios. Shield Studios. And the young lady on the right is looking at them with delight as she just met some of her heroes. The father of the younger girl later took a photo of the three of them together, and they all seemed to thoroughly enjoy chatting. So much warmth and genuine sharing. So this is the kind of stuff that I feel Briarfest is about. Like really. And if it's not, it should be. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, these, these moments where people meet their heroes is, is fantastic. And I'm, you know, I'm really pleased that it, it, I'm really pleased that little kids were able to, to meet, you know, their, oh, yeah. their YouTubers and their artists and their, you know, the people that they're fans of their heroes. Absolutely. Well, that, that girl, Annabelle, we had earlier, apparently yeah. she had come to our room several times dying to meet us. That's what her mom <laughs> yeah. said. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I feel like this, like, this is where Briarfest could expand. Like, yes. they had the one, one hour social media meetup in the middle of the heat on the middle of Saturday. And it's like, this is something that should be a running right. emphasis through Briarfest. It would be is- lovely if they had just some kind of like, space i don't know where you do that like in the evening like you could have a lounge where you could have that kind of stuff just going on that's not the artisan's gallery or the swap meet or whatever so i think the ballroom next door the artisan's gallery if i'm not mistaken on saturday night is empty yes it is should do it yeah because that's where the the food table was kind of crammed up in there right like across the hallway um but at any rate i think this is a great story there were lots of stories like this that of 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 little girls and little boys meeting the, the social media stars, the YouTubers that were, you know, because they're their own world. Like we oh, yeah. think showing and our artists are, you know, where it's at, they have their own network. And, yeah. you know, we met them. They, we had a bunch of them in our room, um, both Friday and Saturday nights. And I tell you what, I had 
a howl with those kids. I had they so much riot. fun with the young people. Super fun. Yeah. So much fun. Oh, we've got a, did you, you took video, right? Of, of, of Vincent. Yes, I took I, I took video of him doing something goofy, and I got to look at it to remember what it is. He was he was no he was uh, he was imitating the auctioneer at the auction. Yes, and we all fell on the floor because it was so funny. Yeah, I have that. So yeah, we well we should probably check with him. Yeah, but check it's okay, and then maybe we can talk <laughs> it's Da Vinci creations. Oh, Vincent, who threw all the way from Germany and gave us his his. German impression of a Kentucky auctioneer at the Briar Fest auction. It was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. Good times. All right. All right. Good times. Digging into the whole theme. So we're going to take a break and we're on to our theme topic. All right. We're back with the theme discussion, which is fellowship, Briar Fest, Equilocity, KHP, and all the surrounding activities. Um, This is uh, part one of two recap. Oh, we're in this show. We're covering Wednesday through Friday. The first thing we want to talk about is not even well. I think it ended on Wednesday. Yes, but is a uh, fellowship, which is the little China convention um, hangout show swap meet selling communing thing that, with your uh, China heads in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. It's like I. It's I guess it's going to be annual now, and it's kind yeah. of a. It's kind of a picks up where. Clinky mayhem left off. Yes. Um, and now that, and now that there's HR Tennessee, it makes sense that it's at the factory right. in, um, and they've in got Tennessee. like a little museum area and stuff like that. Ugh. They will eventually die to see all that stuff. <laughs> um, but we have, uh, we have a recap from Heather Jackson Lane, who does some work for, uh, HR Tennessee and was present at the event. Hi, this is Heather Jackson Lane, and I am here today to talk to you guys a little bit about the Hagen Reneker uh, Collectors Club uh, Fellowship event that happened in Dandridge, Tennessee this past uh, July, right before Briarfest. So the fellowship event is a event sponsored by the Hagen Reneker Collector Club and Christina Lucas Francis. It's a once a year event that usually takes place right before Briarfest and it's a collector centric meeting just to everybody comes together in a non-competitive format to talk, share stories, uh, meet up with everybody in a low-pressure environment where there's no shows going on or anything like that, um, and just hang out with each other, see some beautiful exhibits in in Christina's Hagen Reneker Museum, and just discuss a mutual love for all things clinky. So the Hagen Reneker Fellowship event takes place at Christina Lucas Francis's studio, which is also the home of Hagen Reneker, Tennessee. Um, they open the studio for visitors from all over the country that are all members of the Hagen Reneker Collectors Club. Um, it's a free event to attend. Um, there's a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of admiring. Uh, other people's collections and swapping stories and fond memories. This year they had a glaze your own event where Christina made soothing stones um, and with uh, Hagen Redeker's love 
uh, head impression and attendees got to art glaze their own soothing stones, which were then kiln fired and, and got back to given back to the um, creators of those so they could have a, a tangible momentum momenta to go home with. Um, there were raffles and door prizes. Um, Hagen Reneker Little Horrible Mooses were given away. Um, a Bass Pro Shop gift certificate was given away. There was food. Fellowship span for two nights this year. It was Monday and Tuesday night, uh, or Monday and Tuesday all day, actually. Monday night was just kind of an impromptu uh, get together at the studio. Um, some people couldn't stay over, so they gla- did their glazing Monday night. Um, a lot of people were able to pick up their Hagen Reneker special run Frosties, the Bay Roan Crusader. Um, and also it was the debut of the Hagen Reneker Tennessee's release of debut, the little gray head up horse. Hagen Reneker fellowship attendees got first crack at those. Um, they were beautiful. They were really well received. Everybody seemed really, really pleased with those cute little guys. So Christina Lucas Francis actually came up with the idea for the fellowship event because she wanted to host an event where competition wasn't the main focus, where it was more fellowship, more getting together and and having fun and being with each other, not in a competitive atmosphere, more low-key and less stressful than, say, at a show or at breakables where everything's a little harried and at a time limit. Um, and this is a more personal setting, um, a little, little less fast paced. And of course, another very popular event at fellowship was Tuesday morning, being able to shop, uh, a variety of ceramics vendors, um, Ed Alcorn, uh, Don Sinkovich, um, a lot of other <laughs> that I'm blanking on a lot of other vendors were there. Um, everybody was allowed by a random name draw to enter the sales room and make a purchase. Uh, everybody got to pick one special horse for their first round purchase. And then after that, you know, it was free shopping and, and well, not free shopping, but free for all shopping and a lot of comparing new treasures and uh, the horse you want was there. They had um, a selection of clinkies, including some oops cartoon horses that were a different color than the regular cartoon horse. And those were sold via lottery to, uh, I think, 20 or 21 lucky, lucky recipients. Everybody was quite happy with their with their fellowship shopping purchases. Uh, saw lots of happy faces coming out of the room with newly gotten treasures, which is always you know super fun to see. Another fun little uh, surprise that Christina had for all of her fellowship um, attendees was everyone who attended got a prize little 
custom reglazed uh, slip buckets. They had once in their lifetime been um, Hagen Reneker's spilt milk buckets, which I believe Ed Alcorn had donated to Christina. And she tried a new technique of glazing over the spilt milk to make it look like slip. Um, no two were exactly alike. The the glaze all kind of behaved differently, um, but it was really reminiscent of, of slip buckets. Um, and everybody got to take one of those home. Those were super cool uh, surprises that everybody got and seemed to really enjoy. And now we're on to Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Jackie was still working. I had FOMO so bad. I treated it. <laughs> I treated my FOMO with our own podcast. It didn't really help. <laughs> uh, Wednesday was day two of uh, Jennifer Buxton and I driving out. We had Jen's niece with us on Tuesday, and we dropped her off in her hometown, which was... Right off uh, 70, thankfully, and on the way out to um, Lexington, mm. Jen had a lead foot, so we we made great time, um, which is, you know, she usually drives like grandma, so it was a great thing to see her oh, speeding, ac speeding across the land. <laughs> she says, I got to get to Lexington. <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, we got there at like two o'clock. It was actually, oh my gosh. Uh, it was actually pretty, pretty early. Mm -hmm. Jennifer was about to come out of her skin uh, before she, before we got into the lobby to get get checked in and everything. She was like, "I just want to see people," and I'm like, "You don't want to see the first few people. They're always people you don't like." <laughs> that's true. I said that is that's how it works. That's why that is. And we it's walked true. in, and I won't name names, but it was people we didn't like. So. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me too. Uh, like, but at any rate, like I feel like the people I don't uh, like I see when I first get there, when I and right before I leave. Yeah, it's like, what? No, oh, it's go weird bookends. Anyway. So the Moore event was that day. That's Heather uh, Heather Wells's uh, the Black Horse, Horse Ranch. Yeah, Black Horse Horse Ranch. Horse Ranch, uh, Dispersal. Some other stuff is involved in that now. Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer had an early draw, so she was number 21. So she went oh, and got nice. in line. I think she bought a Beswick China. Yes. Um, I missed my time by like 10 minutes. I like, never I made I it to that room. <laughs> <laughs> So that was kind of a bummer. I got down there to stand in line. They were like, oh, they called your name. It's 10 minutes ago. And I was like, okie dokie. Well, see you later. Bye. Uh, yeah, so bummer. Hmm. Um, the only other thing that was really going on Wednesday uh, was the NAMSA events. Because really, mm -hmm. that's the only time they could have happened. Yeah, and they normally happen on the Wednesday before Briarfest. But there's usually NAN going on. But it's usually NAN yeah. to have more of a draw. And to tell you the truth, the dinner was actually pretty big. There were a Good. lot of people there. Uh, so Jen and I, who are both, uh, member show holders went, um, went, uh, Fabian, uh, Rodriguez was with us. He's an individual member. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vicky was there. Who's I'm going to correct you just for a second. Everybody's just a member. There's no categories anymore. So my badge mm -hmm. said show holder member. That is incorrect. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Miller and I worked a long time to get those. It's just membership. You're, you get, is a, it still the same though? Uh, no, it's well because it used to be you. Every show you held, you got to vote for. You don't anymore. Um, you get a membership, and that entitles you to X number of of like NAN cards. And if you go above that, you pay a little extra. Uh, gotcha. But there's only one category of membership. 
Okay. okay. Well, at any anyway. rate, we were all members and we were all there. We're all members. So, it's cool. And our our uh, our rep was there. We all kind of sat at the same table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I met um, Sydney Epley, who is the new, I believe, Region Eight rep. Okay. She was lovely. Nice. And I met Sarah Gressens, who uh, is one of the people that's lobbying for our youth position. Mm-hmm. She was also uh, awesome. It's nice that she was there. Yeah, she's yeah. great. Uh, so I think um, dinner was good. It was like buffet style. Mm-hmm. They had like, uh, I can't even remember. It was like pork and chicken and uh, some uh, greens and potatoes maybe buffet stuff i don't know and then they had they had a really good dessert Mm -hmm. and uh everybody stuffed their faces and then and then we had the meeting all right i'm gonna let you take away this away (laughs) because i was not present at all i was so my general impressions of the meeting um were mostly positive Mm -hmm. um uh i think the the news that was delivered was well received by the people in the room good um i you know obviously i had questions um about uh some of the things that were floated but we can we can talk about that here mm-hmm. um the it started with sarah parr who was who was clearly nervous and i get that public speaking is tough mm-hmm. um and she certainly had a stormy first year so i'm sure that didn't help right her her nerves um, I went in there with an open mind just to, you know, let's, let's see what she's going to say. Sure. Um, uh, she talked about the first thing she opened with that, that the, the board was kind of in disarray when she took over. Um, not, not sure exactly, uh, what that refers to. I can guess. Oh, I can guess too. <laughs> uh, I, I think there were probably, uh, several different messes of several, Several different nomenclatures. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, but I don't know, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> so she did say that the financials have been posted for first quarter. Um, I've had a look at those mm-hmm. um, and I have the link to them. Okay. Um, NAMSA has $42,000 in the bank at this point. Ouch. <laughs> I think that has not changed a lot from the last time we talked about okay, it. Okay, that's so. okay. So um, it's not losing money. It's just not making that much money. Yeah, so they're the kind problem. of in stasis right now. Yeah. Well, my worry with them talking about having NAN 2020 is they're really going to have to, they're really going to have to look hard at uh, what they think the attendance is and right. what the, the, the fees are going to have to be to not blow a hole in what they have left. And that's I always think. a tricky calculation because as you raise fees, you lose people um and of course they're gonna have a different venue perhaps that will that could be significantly change your line bottom line yeah. too yeah i mean they can still have it at um at rep arena they're right still part a of it spot. yeah um and if they get a smaller spot that you know that may be uh, very well, good one of the things i was going to ask you is what is that hall rent for when you did it when what we is that did it i want to say uh I want to say it was $11,000 a day or something like that. Maybe not a day, but it was like $11,000 for that hall. Okay. It, it, which was way more space than we needed, but I don't think you could divvy it up you to make it divide smaller. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could do it with half that at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, I mean, easily. I, I'm not sure if we're ever going to see the days of 300 entrants again, at least not at this point. No. Um, I, I also... Uh, I also worry uh, if they go all in for 2020 with all the changes and everything, if the, you know, with all these judges they're compensating, that's going to be tough. 
And we'll talk yeah. we'll talk about the judge thing. So let's yeah. let's move on to it. the first thing she discussed was the website. Okay. Now I at one point was um on board to be the website person and that website just needed more attention than I could like, oh my lord, that website's a mess. Well, it's, so, it's about time. It's it's overdue for a refresh. I mean, it probably get, it gets sure. updated periodically, and it's been a while. Uh, they're moving hosts. Mm-hmm. There were technical difficulties somehow Oof. with some corrupted file they were talking about. Okay. So I, I develop websites. None of that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand how you just don't wipe it out and reload it. Why doesn't it? it uh, I mean, if somebody is actually changing pages on the server right. without a backup. That's a huge no, no. Oh. So maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. Um, she also addressed that they were holding off until the show season was over. I wasn't aware model horses had a show season. Well, the show year she's probably talking about maybe, but, but shows slow down in the middle of the year. They slow down during the holidays. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know how jumping from May, th- you know, April 30th to May 1st is going to change what amount of time they have to flip the switch. Oh um, yeah, I agree. But, and that's not yeah. how you do it anyway. You rebuild in the new place. Right. While the old one's up and running and then you just redirect the URL. Right. And then there it is. That's, that's what you do. Uh, she did say, however, we're taking, they are taking bids for, to rebuild the site, okay. which I think is smart. Good. Um, if they know what they're doing, they're going to get somebody in there to fully automate that site with PHP or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, so, people, so people aren't coding so it by pe- hand. So, well, no. So that people, that that it is minimal um, data entry mm-hmm. by the, the the people that run it, that the, that the um, show holders, um, the people that want a membership, the people that want their horses to, to go into the uh the what do you call it the merit awards mm-hmm. they're all entering their own stuff and a database spits it out on the other side yeah be beautiful so that all that stuff yeah i mean that's commonplace right, right? oh yeah so she also uh discussed that there's going to be an online forum uh i assume of kind of the blab style uh, forum style forum I would encourage her to only allow members. <laughs> yes. I mean, here's what I always thought of that the IMSA discussion should have been was members can read and post. Anybody else can just read. I, 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 you're too liberal for me. I'd be like, if you're not a member, you don't get to see. Sorry. Whatever. You don't get to comment. You don't get to know what's going on. I, I, I figured, the, the biggest problem I with the IMSA discussion was people that never even held shows. I know. Had, had. I mean, I know it, I was just, there. It was the wild west. Well, that's why, like, I, that's why I said you had to have skin in the game. If you wanted to discuss it, if you wanted to read the discussion, I thought you could do that. Cause it, people, are can, gonna hear, people are going to hear, people are going to hear about the discussion anyway, cause screenshots are a thing, but that's fine. Yeah. Let them have their screenshots. Let them, let them see the notes from the secretary. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to go on the forum if you're not a member. Sorry. Okay. That's my, that is my, so if we were doing this, Dick- we'd be having a fist fight right now. But we're not, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm punching my window. Oh, ow, stop that. That's abuse. <laughs> here, here. What? <laughs> She's okay. punching her so, camera. So, you know, I'm a little dictatorial when it comes to that. You got to pay to play, baby. All right. We'll see what they you do. You want an opinion? You want an opinion about NAMSA? Pay for it. Yeah. That I'm down with. All right. Well, we'll see okay. what they come up with. Yeah. 
So uh, the other thing she touched on is they are uh, they are hiring a social media coordinator, which I think is smart. Long overdue. <laughs> Long overdue um, uh, to get them out there and get them uh, just like Briar, uh, you know, hired Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they really need to find um, younger, hipper a- avenues yeah. to, to advertise and possibly get some YouTubes going. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're looking to do. We've already started doing it. but. You know, um, in in consideration with that, she she talked about youth coordinator uh, position that they've also been uh, looking at. And they apparently have hired okay. two people nice. for this position. They don't know how they're going to break it out, if it's going to be East Coast, West Coast mm-hmm. or blah, 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 blah. But they, they have two people identified for the youth coordinator position, which I think is great. That's fantastic. Man. Mm-hmm. So here's here's kind of the... The meat of the discussion. Right. Um, As we know, as we've talked about before, uh, they've expanded the definition of fantasy. (laughs) Sarah did did, uh, uh, confirm that it was the nakedness that was why. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) So no centaurs. No nudities. No nudes. No nudities. No boobies. (laughs) Thought that was amusing. That is amusing. Uh, the medallion qualification uh, workmanship is in there for 2020. Okay. Um, so for moving on to what they need for 2020 and what's going to go mm-hmm. on, uh, they need obviously they need a chair and a registrar. We are now uh, under a year in, so they need to start looking for that tomorrow. Yes, easily. And somebody, if they want this to work on the terms. That uh, the the three judge hobby wants it to work on, and the people that are backers of Sarah and her administration need to step up. That's right, because go get it. This it's now or never, people. So, uh, so these are the two most important positions. I, you know, Jackie will be the first one to tell you a co-host is better. Oh yeah, a co-host one hundred percent better, <laughs> right? Uh, and the registrar needs to be. Uh, Somebody, it needs to be to somebody be who's very super detail oriented, super detail oriented, gets along with the underst- chairs, understands the database yeah. system. Yeah. Um, but both of all those positions are a lot of work. And the sooner you get started on it, the better everything's going to be. Absolutely. 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 The medallion that was at Super Cali that Summer Prosser did, I believe, is now the official medallion as an award for, for NAMSA 2020. Oh, that was a cool medallion. Normally, normally Nan has a contest and decides, mm-hmm. but I think that the board, uh, they must have voted yeah. to just go ahead with Summer Prosser's uh, medallion for Nan 2020. It's a beautiful medallion. Uh, standalone. I hope they sell it. As, I hope they do it as blankware. Don't even paint it gold or silver. Or mm-hmm. maybe do paint or gold or silver and somebody can primer over it. Right. Because it's something people are going to want to paint. Yeah. Well, I'm good. That's good. So, you know, that kind of unilateral thing, I don't mind. Yeah, no, I don't either. I think uh, that's appropriate. Uh, so the judging proposal. Mm. And this is, uh, this, is a, this is an interesting discussion. And I'm, I'm interested to see what you say about it. Okay. Um, uh, the board has looked at a compromise, mm-hmm. which I think... I think at this point with one in three judge is acceptable. Mm -hmm. I think no one's happy, but everyone gets part of what they want. Right. (laughs) No, I think that's, I I, I understand understand what they're coming from, from with this. Yeah. Um, The, the one judge system across the board was not popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
uh, I think it's a shame. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, not a logical way of thinking about it, but people dug their heels in and stopped coming. Right. But because of it. So uh, the compromise is uh, that there will be one, one in three judges, depending on what, what the card color is. Okay. For breed, mm-hmm. for green cards, there will be a three judge panel at NAM. Okay. So breed will be judged uh, by three people. Halter, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Pink, which is performance, yep. and yellow, which is either collectability or workmanship, is one judge. Okay. Because they feel like people in those areas are able to be more highly specialized. That breed has a broader base, needs a broader knowledge base, needs more input. I, I, I agree with the logic of that. However, if I'm showing, I want to know who's on that panel. And that's, I, I don't and know that's if I agree been, with it or not. I, I, and I had this discussion yeah. with Sarah. It still comes down to uh, what the criteria was is, and are the judges cut out to judge that at that criteria for that breed? I think it could work. I, th- you know, I think with the right. And this group is just my people, suggestion. Yes, it could it absolutely could work. That's why if I want to get people panel. for if we break it out like you did mm-hmm. it, like you did for breed clusters, right? sectionals you know yeah. the stock horse breeds certainly there are certain people that are going to gravitate to that breed more oh, absolutely they gravitate to the western breeds gravitate to the sports yeah. breeds gravitate to the ponies if if they screen their judges that way three judge can work right but well, i said if, if i would want to know before i laid my money down who's on that panel and that's the thing that you know i i would want that to be very upfront yeah but but and i will see. just say in my experience I, my goal for the two nans I ran was to have those judges listed out by class before entry started. I failed sure. both of those. <laughs> um, I think I got a, the first year, I think I got a list of who was judging after entry closed, but weeks before the show started. And I think I had a list of judges during entry being open, but not, not assigned to classes. Right. Yet. The second time. Um, when we go to pink or yellow cards, I, I'm okay with one judge mm-hmm. for yellow cards and, and one judge for pink. Yeah. Again, especially yellow, but pink performance, that's even worse than breed. I would you are agree. gonna have to get somebody that knows their stuff. Yeah. And I and from what I understand, a lot of people aren't happy about it only being one judge per performance because Well, I think you're gonna I think unfortunately you're gonna I understand the logic behind this compromise, and I agree with the logic behind the compromise, but I think you don't really solve the problems with the people who are unhappy with three judges and the people who are unhappy with one judge. No. But I think, I mean, you know, everybody so gets I think something what happens in this is deal, so... The hobby has to decide if they if this is what they want going forward, is this is this big show every year or every other year, whatever they're going to do, then you need to put aside the grumpiness about how many people are judging this class right. and go. Right. And I and, and we can I want to talk about uh, the parliamentarian Eleanor Harvey's mm-hmm. input at the end of this, and then we can talk about what specifically we think should happen. Right. Um, the other thing that Sarah addressed was uh, broadening the class list. Um, she was very vague about it. Uh, it it was tied at one point to sponsors being able to sponsor classes they wanted to see. Ooh. I, I, think I don't think that would work. I, and she admitted that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not sure that's going to fly. I think, much like you did it, the class list has to form from who's entered, or they're going to be there until two in the morning. Right. Well, I mean, kind of. That's how. That that's was kind a, of how she, Nan. Okay, so that's kind of how Nan always was. Is it is the class list forms from what is what shows up, 
we did hybridize that a little tiny bit um, in that, you know, we took what but was... there was a core class list that you did away with. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. It was, it was, it was there was no class list before the registrar basically made the class list back in the day. The, what we did in 2010 is we had the chair take back that power, take that power back and say, no, the chairs are going to decide the class list. Um, the problem we then ran into there was it was very difficult to combine very small classes. Um, and we, when we did 2016 or whatever the last year it was, we did it. We, um, one of our requirements was we got to the, we got the ability to choose to combine classes without getting entrant permission. Ah, okay. Um, but no, there was never a, there was never a core class list. It was always like people entered and classes were made up from that. I always screw this up. The core class list was for show holders. So why was there a core class list for show holders and not for the show itself? Because back in the day, and the, and the core class list doesn't exist anymore. It hasn't existed no, for I 10 years. No, I know it doesn't. I'm just the asking why. The reason for it back in the day was you would have shows that would have, they would completely leave out breeds or leave out perform like, like very uneven performance sections or they would leave out whole breeds so they said look in order to be a qualifier you have to have these are the minimum things you have to have you can have more but it was it was a, you can't have it was a way to have try and standardize it slash make it a little bit more fair across the board so if you had a morgan there were shows that wouldn't have morgan classes just as an example um so you could show your morgan with other morgans versus you know being it lumped in with other light breeds or something but that was a that was a back in ninety five thing because things were very different in ninety four ninety five um, than they are now. And now, I mean, things that people kind of think of as you know, well, we wouldn't dream of doing that. Like you know, judging your kid um, were things that happened before that. And now people are like, oh my god, why would you do that? Because you know, you had yeah. NAMSA kind of beat it in your head that that wasn't okay. So, so the last thing mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about is. Um, a lot of people a lot are responding on different lists to the reps asking what they prefer right. for NAN 2020. Um, two day show, two and a half day mm-hmm. show, two straight through Thursday, Monday through Wednesday. And some of that is because and, we now have a resin show on Thursday morning that Briar puts on. And they're still breakables. They're still breakables. Thursday and night. we're also like the Friday, Saturday before Briar Fest is the 4th of July. Which gets, yeah, we're sliding, yeah. and we will continue to slide towards the Fourth of July. I did the I did the calendar mm-hmm. work. We will continue to slide towards the Fourth of July until twenty twenty four when the week resets like a typewriter, right. like an old typewriter, yeah. you know. Um, but it's always going to be an issue for about four years. You're gonna you you'll reset to the twelfth, and then you'll slowly start mm-hmm. creeping falling up. into creeping back into the Fourth of July. So people can either make this their 4th of July vacation mm-hmm. or because it's not going to get better after 2020. There are three more years after that, that at one point, I think the 4th of July is a Tuesday of Ooh, that week. That'd be bad. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think that's something that they need to discuss. Additionally, uh, Eleanor Harvey um, on the region eight board mm-hmm. made this, uh, made the statement that it was clear that the hobby is not uh, near consistency on what it was from NAMSA or NAN. Yeah. And not in the way that we all wanted a national show 20 years, 20 years ago. Uh, she is wondering if it's now the time to think about the format, not, not, not now to think about the format, but whether we need to rethink how NAMSA can best support and grow the hobby. Yeah. Maybe the annual best of the best championship has run its course for now. 
and needs to yield into other priorities until the groundswell. It's the groundswell desire again. Um, I, I think I agree with that. some of this. Yeah. yeah. I do think there's room for a best of the best. I don't think it's every year. No, I think doing not, it every couple of years would be fine. I think moving it around is a mistake. It costs money. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't establish a base. It's, it's, it, it, my thought is it's every other year in Kentucky. End of story. You know? That's what I've been saying that for Two, 10 years. Well, I know you have. We've both been saying that for 10 years, but nobody listens to us. So uh, if you want to check out Region 8, she goes more into, into details. her thoughts, um, more making names of more of since shows are so expensive, mm-hmm. uh, giving uh, show holders block grants to hold destination shows, which are kind of the new Nan, if you will. Yep. I mean, if you look at the Jennifer show, if you look at who's coming and, and they're not going to, they don't need a block grant. They're, nope. they're solvent, but very few people have, have the resources to do these type of shows. Right. So, I mean, I think that's what she's looking at. And if you, Which if, that if you look at be a bad list, thing to do. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's certainly worth considering. Um, I do think Nam says, um, charter is to, have a championship show, but I'm, I'm not sure what it should look like at this point. I mean, it's interesting. I I've got to go back and look at the specific bylaws, but if I remember correctly, the original thing was to kind of promote the hobby, which that would definitely promote the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I don't even know how to put this. Mm -hmm. I just think NAMSA without a national show, uh, uh, get the block grant thing. I think that's a that's a great idea. Um, maybe it's the Olympics. Maybe it only happens every four yeah. years. You know, you know. But I think it still's got to be in there somewhere. I think we got to see and, what the hobby wants because the hobby has changed considerably, and that is some of the, some of the problems we have with Nan are because the hobby has changed and and the show has not well changed. And I also it. think well, and the hobby is such a reflection of the world mm-hmm. at large right now. I think the hobby is very much divided. Um, on uh, ideology as our country is mm-hmm. divided on ideology and you have the people that I want three judges and I want it to be just like it was in 1995. Right. And I want this, that, and the other, and the rest of us are like, you know, the, the hobby has moved on. Yeah. So, and there are consider modern considerations you have to think of. I don't know. I, I you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm forward to it. I, I think, uh, I voted for Sarah Parr because I think mm-hmm. the lack of continuity and leadership has been part of the problem. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, so, and she seems to want it. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to her and a lot of other people did too. Yep. So, all right, Sarah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, it, the, these are hard problems. I don't, I don't think, you know, they're easy. I think her, her like I said before, I think her first year was uh, controversial to say the least. Yeah. Um, but her staff seems to adore her. Um, she, she has quite the, quite the following. Um, she's been able to marshal all these people to support her and get things done, uh, especially in the last couple of months. So I'm interested to see where this goes. All right, we'll see. We will see. What else have we got here? Cause there's still a list. Uh, she, Sarah also mentioned collaborations with MEPSA, mm-hmm. uh, mirrors in black. We have been talking about, um, the youth component and the minute, especially the mentoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking with her and imagine equine, uh, about the mentoring program and how we can cross collaborate. 
She also mentioned um, collaboration with Namo Pamo. Mm-hmm. A Jen. Uh, Jen Buxton was like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> sure. I haven't talked to her, but I'm open to that. Okay. That's fair. Uh, she also, I believe if I heard correctly is discussing reciprocity with Australia and Germany. So um, we had reciprocity in Australia, but then I believe their, their organization went under collapsed. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe she has a new contact. Okay. I, I, I was furiously like, People probably thought I was texting, mm-hmm. but I was writing this all, all this down on my phone, so I may have misunderstood. But she has some something going with Australia. Yeah, and I, I would assume for, eventually there'll be minutes or something from this when everybody yeah. calms down. Right. Uh, she also said that they have a fundraiser proposal coming Good. up that would cha- change the ways, offer some new ways to fundraise for NAMSA. Okay. They desperately need yeah, it, do. so I hope so. Um, and finally, there was no Q and A, which is not the norm, but. I don't think anybody really cared. They were all full of food. Right. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly you open the floor up and nobody says anything. So, like, I mean, if, if, if somebody really had an axe to grind, they would have ground it there. QA or no QA. No, I think, I think the majority of, of the audience was satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were um, very courteous and it, I mean, it was an all right time. Yeah. I think the dinner is actually a great idea. Yeah, I would agree. So, so that's all the news that's fit to print about NAMSA and Wednesday. I think after that was over, we uh, went to bed. We had a couple drinks at the bar and we went to bed because uh, because Thursday was a brand new day. That's right. So I got to home. I got home. I work until eleven p.m. on Wednesday, and I got home at midnight. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah. Got home uh, like midnight um, and had to be up at three thirty so I could get ready to come to Lexington on Thursday morning at oh dark thirty. It's a good time. So I flew this year, which is a little bit unusual for me. Yes. Um, I missed our road trip. Jen was fun, but I missed our road trip. I missed our road trip. But uh, the good news. That's back on next year. Oh, absolutely. The good news is um, when I went to check into my flight, they offered me first class for almost nothing. Uh So I flew first class on the way out. It was was marvelous. They gave me a hot towel. Didn't know what to do with it, but I took it anyway. You just stick it on your it face so nice. and then wipe your hands off. They gave me like food that looked like real food. I, it's still not real. I food, know, but, but it was you know it was it was free, and I was going to buy food. I couldn't buy food the in the airport because they were the closed. The best thing, the best thing about first mm-hmm. class is the big chair. Oh my gosh! And, and free booze. Well, it was four o'clock in the morning. I was going to have any booze, but mimosas, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but um they also gave me two free bags which was awesome so oh that so is it, awesome. it basically was 20 that pretty much pays for basically so. i was basically 20 bucks for first class so i took it who'd you fly united american american because I, I had to go from chicago and then chicago to lexington yeah so. gotcha so that's what i did. I hate how difficult it is to get to lexington I know. on a plane it's such a pain and then i took the shuttle and i got to the hotel by about lunchtime all yeah. right that's the other thing. We are not never not having a car again. That was more of a pain in the butt this yeah, year. Yeah, it was an experiment. I, and it's going to be, and on top, unfortunately, it's going to be worse with the cars next year because they're knocking down half a wing at the Clarion. Yep. And supposedly they're yep. building a parking garage. Can, but- uh, so here's the other thing. We can, we can, for dinners mm-hmm. and stuff like that, we can still Uber, but getting back and forth from oh, the yeah, park that was and stuff a like that. Agree. Yeah. So while Jackie was, was traveling, uh, Jared, Heather, and I, Went to go grab the golf cart and do a park prowl. That's Jared and um, Heather uh, Lane. Oh, Lane. Yeah. 
Heather Jackson Lane and Jared Lane. Um, so we picked up the golf cart. We went and dropped it over in the, uh, the main, um, parking lot, locked it up for the night. The in pod line was already <laughs> forming and we were there at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. Oh and there were probably a good 20 people there outside the gates wow. in, in their lawn chairs and all that. We went to we went into the visitor center and went to the guest sh- gift shop because we heard they had tons of briars and they did and they had tons of voyeurs. There were like two hundred voyeurs there. There were none by the time I went to the store. So we went through voyeurs. Like I went through, must have gone through twenty voyeurs before I found one that I like um, because they they look a little frog eyed because voyeur is naturally light eyed. Yeah. And so they did the dot right in the middle. So, of course, it doesn't look right. But that was super fun. Uh, then we uh, <laughs> we kind of we uh, sashayed past the admission thing to go see if there were any horses in the, in the auction mm-hmm. uh, casing where they normally put all the auction horses and they weren't in yet. The, the diorama contest stuff wasn't out yeah. yet. Uh, and we, we just, you know, we kind of checked that out and then we sashayed away back to the hotel. Did you really sashay? We, we, no, we kind of hobbled. It was really hot. <laughs> I mean, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning and it was already like Brutal. 90 something degrees. It's like, Bleh. um, and then we drove by the impod line and jeered at everybody. <laughs> did they appreciate that? They did. We we're like, Hey, impod! they're all like, Woo! <laughs> I was like, y'all are crazy. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. So that was the park prowl. Oh, uh, coming in, they had all the, I'm sure everybody knows this now. They had the anniversary molds on the, the oh, yard yeah, signs. Oh, yeah. They new signs. For each year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So um, the resin futurity happened Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that was over at the Four Points. Yep. Um we did not get a chance to go buy that, but we did get a report from uh, from some attendees. So check it out. Julia Page Hobby. The resin futurity was amazing. Stacy Quick was a tremendous host. The facility was fantastic and a little warm, but maybe it was like a hot flash. haha. And the pace was awesome. Everyone kept everything moving slowly. I feel like the show was the highlight of my week. I was fortunate enough to win a door prize. Lauren Wood said the resin futurity was such a great show. All right. um, So that was a great report on the resin futurity. And now uh, Jackie will talk about breakables. breakables. She judged there. Breakables. So I, um, so I judged the breakables. I did the performance and I am so happy to report my performance division was super compatible this year. uh, competitive this year um (laughs) i can't even speak english it was so good i started (laughs) off with two harness entries which i was excited about and they were good harness entries and then everything had at least four horses in it so it was a real performance that's great that's really great turnout for breakables so i had a lot of fun judging that and then i judged a bunch of the fun classes I got to gawk at some of the other things that were going on. I was going to ask, how was the attendance in the competition? Um, I thought the attendance, like people-wise, was maybe down a smidge, but the competition was tough. I mean, it always is. There yeah. was nice stuff out there. Um, yeah. There was nice stuff getting prizes. So awesome. Um, from that point of view, I thought it was it was good. It was well attended. 
I don't know what else to say about it. It ended up, it ended by like 1030-ish or something. They'd be out of the hall by 11. I know I was out before then, so. I hope, um, especially if Nan moves back, mm-hmm. I hope that they allow breakables to happen earlier in the day. I think, you know, it no, it started happening at night because of Well, Nan. it happens, it started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I know, but it's always yeah. started at 2 or 3.30. Yeah. So I'm hoping if Nan moves moves off of the Thursday date, that it can yeah, Diana would like to, to start at noon, time. which would be civilized. Oh, that's yeah. great. You'd be done by like yeah, eight you or something. Yeah, you can go hang like out that. and shop yeah. and stuff. Well, you know, I kind of feel that way about a lot of things. I think Artisan's Gallery should be over at 10. Yeah. I think, I think 11 is too late. Everybody's like, well, I do last minute sales at 11. And I'm like, those would yeah, happen Yeah, they would at happen 10. at 10. <laughs> it would give the exhibitors a chance to you know socialize a little yeah. bit more 11 o'clock is pretty much all right go to bed get ready for the, yeah, for the next, next day it's early but you know i'm not an artist so they may feel differently yeah. about it speaking of um artisans gallery setup was during the day and thursday and i you know my room became warehouse central for namo paymo and um Jennifer Scott stuff. So uh, I had Jared Lane help me with, cause we bought a wheelie cart, take everything downstairs. Mm-hmm. So if you recall, Candyland live gave away gummy bears oh, yes. um, as prizes. Giant gummy bears. And Jennifer decided to bring not her giant gummy bear, but a gummy bear on the stick out to Briarfest, And we were going to soak it in vodka and it was going to be hilarious. So she, left, <laughs> she left it in the car. <gasps> Guess what happened? It's not a what gummy happens? bear anymore. <laughs> no, it was orange jello all over Jennifer's shelving unit. Oh my gosh. So Jared and I helped her clean that stuff up. She went to Kylie's room. We went to our room, cleaned all that stuff up and brought it back. Oh my gosh. Um, and left for her to set up. Uh, then we put, we brought Jen's stuff down, put it by her table, uh, organized her stuff. And then pretty much got out of the way. Um, I had to come back and get my cart, which had been abandoned. <laughs> um, and I thank those for, you know, not stealing my cart because people decided they didn't need them anymore, oh, man. need it anymore. So it went to the corner. Like respect my cart. Yeah, right? seriously. That's like that is like gold at Briarfest. Oh, yeah. That could have gotten gone really easily. Um. So yeah, so that was fun. Um. Then there was the opening. Mm-hmm. So this that was just set up. Then there was the opening. So I I uh I made plans to meet um. Stephanie Blaylock and her daughter, Emily Grimstead, down at um, the line that it formed, which actually, I believe, was bigger than the swap meet line this year. Um, I didn't get a sense of it because I wasn't I was locked up in my room. So I I saw McKenzie and uh, Christian and they were like one of the first five people that were going to get yeah. in. Colette uh, Robertson was first in line. Oh, she always is. Um, and I was like, and we were back, I'd say 40 people. What we didn't count on is they opened the side door. <gasps> so like me and Stephanie and uh, Emily were the first people in through the side door. Wow. It was amazing. So I like hot footed it over to to Tiffany because I wanted that little Sally scratching. Yeah, I know the horse. Uh, Clydesdale Micah's Bay wanted it, had a great base. Mm-hmm. Grabbed that and then was, you know, hot footed it over to to Jen Scott to get. um to get the bee saddle, right? right? With the yellow seat and the bees yeah. on it. And M- Michael Price was standing there holding it, <laughs> taking, 
<laughs> Drag. That Michael Price Well, guy. I'm glad you didn't beat him up. <laughs> Have you seen Michael I Price? Haven't. He's like 6'5". He's 6'5". I, I managed There's to miss no him. We Michael. were Facebook friends. Like, and I didn't see him at all. No, he's big dude. Okay, so you weren't going to take him on. Ain't nobody going to beat up Michael Price. <laughs> no. He's a sweetheart, though, so I'm I'm actually really glad he got Good. the saddle. I'm being facetious, but I I'm you know that was the one thing I really wanted besides Sally. Yeah. And he beat me. Decisions, to it. decisions. <laughs> so then I I got in line and got Kylie's um, Zephyr and the Gambler's Choice medallions mm. for uh, Medallionopoly, and uh, tooled around and took pictures of all the custom contests, which we posted on MirrorsAndBlack.com. Yep. Um, they were all out in all their glory, really beautiful pieces this year. And I went and took a look at, it was really clouded and really hot. Um, and so I got to the tables that I could have, but at some point it was just log jam. Right. You couldn't get anywhere. So I was finally like, I'll come back later. And after I, you know, did the major things I needed to do and took off. And then I think, um, I think we had a little bit of a party in our room and then we went to bed. Right? We had a party in our room every night. I feel. <laughs> oh, yes, I came back from break. And you got back in the room. I came back from break. I'm like, oh, I'm super tired. And they were like, hey, all these people are here. And I was like, yay, Briarfest is on. <laughs> party, party, party. Yeah. It was kind of a mistake on my part because I had to judge Briarfest live the next yeah, day. Yeah, I didn't but, have to do anything. You know. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about Friday. The Mayor's in Black podcast. All right, we are on to Friday. I spent the whole damn day at Briarfest Live, so I'm going to let Jackie talk about the early stuff. All right, well, um, I started out the day at Briarfest Live, but I was uh, in a hangout capacity. Um, I went and got our, got the golf cart and drove it up there and um, ended up spending most of the day with Cameron Clow, um, who was great fun. Never a bad idea. Uh, it was That was a lot of fun, actually. Um, yeah, he said he had a blast oh, with you. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, we tooled around, um, I think the first stop we made, we, we went to Briarfest live first and looked at everybody's stuff and socialized. And then I was like, I got to take a time. And he's like, well, I'll come with you. And, um, we headed down for the mayhem that turned out to be a special run line. Um, there was one very brief moment where we thought the totalist was the, uh, the surprise model. That was uh that was announced at the Briarfest yeah, live show. I almost had heart failure. That was uh snafu around. Yeah, but it turns out I won't I won't say who snafooed. <laughs> turns out the totalist was only I know who snafooed and they are very embarrassed. <laughs> turns out the totalist was only the volunteer model, so <sighs> But that also everybody went nuts when they found it. It was out pretty too. like it's yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty. Like I don't know why they've decided to start giving us volunteer models that actually compensate us, but thank you, Yes, Briar. appreciate it. Also appreciate that you give out two models if you do two jobs. That's nice. Yep. That was not always the policy. Anyway, yep. um, we went down to the special run line um, and watched the mayhem there with Heather Wells and her husband. And it was great because the first line went through and some weird things started showing up and people went bananas it was just it was amazing everybody was so excited and i need more special run tickets and they're running out and buying three-day tickets at the front of the park until they sold out so so to yeah. frame this let's let's talk about what was actually going okay. on the surprise so model surprise, came the surprise out. model came out we knew there was it was an andalusian um there were five colors of it now what also is going on is 
inside of each run, there is a as yet. Well, well, what, back what, up, what? back up. So the Andalusian right. had two versions of each five colors. Right. There was glossy and matte. The Andalusian had the glossy and matte. One was pearlescent. One right. wasn't. Correct. Uh, I believe so. I'm just I'm I'm easing into that. Because we had the other things that we thought were like like the Diana, the Roxy. We believe that that right. split braided and long mane. Okay, right. Um, I don't know if, the, if there was one that was split glossy and matte. If there was, I don't no. remember hearing of it. No. no, no. Okay, so it was just the Andalusians. But um, what was also happening is they were sprinkled among every single run because everything came in a green bag this year. Um, there were these other variations that. You know, with the white markings were very pearly. So, like, there was a Pinto Rocket. There was a Pinto Diana. There was a Blue Bucky. Um, there was another... There was a Leopard Appaloosa Andalusian. There was a, that didn't pop up till was, Saturday. Yeah, no one even saw one of those yeah. till Saturday. There was a uh, blue version of Banner. There was a blue version of Banner. Blue-green version yep. of Banner. Um, there was a dark Bang uh, Natasha. No, Liver Chester. It was a darker version of Natasha. There yeah. was a quill, quill and like done. Quill he was, was glossy and, and not he was glossy and matte. He was he was that weird uh, done color. Then he was also liver mm-hmm. chestnut, and he was also split matte yeah. and glossy. I mean, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Like Stormy Strike, and we shared it on the Mayors and Black page. Did a really quick analysis of what was out there, which is actually at this point still pretty accurate. Yeah. We have Briar um, hasn't so, released the official numbers and stuff yet. But um, but the it's going to be fascinating the, when it, when people blew all those when people realized that these things were popping up, the the mood over at the special run line was amazing because <laughs> people were oh, freaking sure. out. It was great. It was so much fun. <laughs> I bet um, we also made it over to the collector's tent and saw all the deliciousness that was there. So the collector's tent has all of the. Vintage Club models and all of the Premier Club models that have been released to date. Um, and they had a sneak preview of the new Premier Club model, which is called Hamilton. And he is, I, I was going to say Five Gator 2.0, but he and five, the Five Gator are not even in the same universe. And he is sculpted by Jen Scott. Oh, yeah. And the, pro, the horse we saw there was plastic. It was not the resin prototype. And it is amazing. And I am super excited. Yeah, I saw him. Super excited. He's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, there's also a Tobiano Vallegro, which is a collector's club horse, which I well, they'll probably announce shortly. He was Buckskin, Buckskin right? Yeah. Lucian. Uh, Buckskin Tobiano. Yep. Um, they had the, the, the two stable mates that are going to be for the, the Vintage Club and the Premier Club. Um, I think they're... No, those are for the Stablemate Club. Corbin and Charles. They also had ones for the sta- the Vintage Club and the... Sta- and the oh, yeah, because they? They there's always a, a bonus stablemate with those two clubs, but they also had them. Um, they also had the three horses that uh, every year they do kind of a, a you vote to pick out the variation. And they had basically the same splash Pinto markings on an Esprit, a Duende. And I'm blanking now on the third one. I have the, the web page okay. right here. Oh, Destitato. Destitato. Yeah. So you can go vote for those yep. and see which one ends yep. up as a club, club model next year. So while they were running about having a good time, I was at Briarfest Live <laughs> judging customs. Yeah. Now, we did a show on the resurgence of customs in this hobby. <laughs> um, th- and every single horse was in 
all of these classes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was my best dream for judging yeah. a, a custom class and my worst nightmare at the same time, because at some point you just have to choose right. and you can't choose them all. And so, and most of the classes were really strong. Um, I don't know why I didn't think Takeshi was going to show up to this. Yeah, I don't know why everybody was like, oh, Takeshi's here. I'm like, of course he's here. <laughs> he's a prior. He can show. And Kylie's here. I know, but I just thought she, I just wouldn't, th- I wouldn't have thought she'd go through all that again. With well, him, she decided she to do that. Uh, Takeshi won everything. Uh, you know, there's no way he, yeah, he could have. it. Uh, the runner, uh, the runner up in the custom contest was a really lovely, um, uh, Amelia Carilla custom, right? Weather girl custom into a canner done in uh, flax and chestnut oils. Really, Very really, horse. really elegant and pretty horse. Uh, but on if you saw the final table and there was a lot of stuff that wasn't it on was that final death. table that was still in left, got left on a ring. It, it was except for when Carol Johnson bought all brought all her mm-hmm. stuff to um to one of the shows in Colorado. It was one of the hardest classes I had. To it was, it was amazing to watch that championship. Yeah. Yeah. And then me and me and Heather Gerhardt had to kind of play it off about who we were mm-hmm. pitting and stuff, because you have to go get the numbers. And if you just go get two numbers, people know who you're pitting. Right. So we had our steward go flip like four or five of them. And then we fought with each other in the background. It was a lot of fun there. You know, there were a lot of people, I think, that were disappointed they didn't do well in the custom contest. And, I, you know, it, what I want to say to them is there was so much good stuff. You're talking about the, you're talking and, about the custom division at Briarfest Live? Or yeah. the custom division, yeah. Straight me out, I, That's my job. Um, there was just so much good stuff. There was so much good stuff. It was truly competitive. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed of in a lot of those classes if you pin third or fourth. It was, it was that deep. It was just, it was a talent zoo, yes. basically. So... Thank you to everyone for bringing that stuff out. Um, I got to look at some of the collectors classes, which were mind blowing. Um, the, the creativity that goes into those are just, it's so fun to see the congas and the novices and the, and the, the themes. Um, and I really, uh, I got to see a little bit of performance, which looked cutthroat. It was Um, brutal. Uh, I didn't get to see much of the OF stuff. Um, but just because I was in my own rings doing my thing. So it Briarfest Live sold out mm-hmm. this year. It was uh really successful. We finished pretty early, I feel like. So Yeah, because we were at a decent uh, time to go get dinner. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then we went to Tachibana yeah. and stuffed our it face. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. I recommend. And then we had another party in our room yeah. and went to bed. So we get up to do, go do the kids' show, but that's for another show. Do it all again. That's- do it all again. Yeah. So uh, the last thing we wanted to cover, and I don't think either one of us went to this, was the swap meet. Uh, no. Friday night. We went out to dinner. Well, at one point, I checked the swap meet line, and it was around oh, yeah, the corner, always just crazy. like the artisan gallery. Every time I saw it. I, the swap meet, to me, is just too much chaos. So, But you could get a $400. run <laughs> You could get a $400 friggin' Zydeco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My God. <laughs> I also I also heard a story that somebody um, uh, in the lobby of uh, this happened, I guess, Sunday mm-hmm. in the lobby of uh, Briarfest got the lobby of the Clarion. The, uh, yeah, the lobby of the Clarion got the mayor in full raffle models for twenty five hundred bucks. Wow. 
Somebody was just sitting there with a, it had a sign on it, twenty five hundred bucks. Snatcho. <laughs> Dang. Like that never happens no, to me. No, that right? didn't happen to me either. But you I mean, know, there would have been a conversation. The deals are out there if you're, you know, you, you just wow. never know. It's crazy. Kind okay, Briarfest. <laughs> I'd love it more if that stuff well, happened. Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to talk about story number two, uh, Gifting a Grail. This is from Sarah Poman of Prop. Pop- this is actually Saddle. story number three. Yeah, I know it says two, but it's actually three. <laughs> Thank you, Math Wiz. <laughs> story number three. Um, Sarah Bowman uh, was determined to find a grail for her friend Emma. Uh, it was the uh, show jumping warm blood uh, Mongammon. Yeah. Uh, it's a Bay Pinto, and she posted a picture of what she got her for. She scoured uh, Clarion to find it, uh, gifting her to her friend. And it's just short but sweet, but you know who your best yeah. friend is when she goes and finds your grail Absolutely. for you. <laughs> That's a nice picture. That is a great picture. Uh, and we'll share, we've shared that on the website, uh, but congratulations to Emma. We're so glad you found your horse. Huzzah. Yay. I can't tell if it's the glossy or the matte like version. Matt it looks like, me. but uh, if if it's the matte version, it's a really yeah. nice. I mean, uh, the glossy version, it's a really nice gift. If not, it's a pretty yeah. good gift anyway. Absolutely. So yeah. So, uh, so we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna move on to hobby All events. Right. Okay, we're back. Um, hobby events is short and sweet this week. Just all the hobby events were last week. (laughs) All the hobby events were last week and we're still getting it together. Um, I got an email from Megan of Starry Night Studios who wants us to talk up her Pennsylvania model horse meetup August 10th. Um, she has a Facebook page, uh, the PA ponies meetup that we will share on the blog. Um, or you can contact her at Instagram at star at underscore starry underscore night underscore studios underscore. Yeah. So I went and liked this page. Unfortunately, that's a weekend I'm working. Ah, or I would be there. That's in the, I believe ah. that's in the driving radius. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it is. I was going to ask yeah, you about that. No, actually. I know I'm working. Um, and of course, the eternal flog for the Jennifer show. They still have spaces, uh, but you better bring it because well, I'm having a pony. Pl- I'm, I'm having a pony play day on Friday, and some it's it's going to oh, be yeah. partial Jennifer show prep. Oh, so so if you're cool, call Jackie. It's at Maybe my house. It's over. in New Jersey. We're gonna have cheese and processed meats. Yes, Cermeli and uh, uh, no, it's a uh, McKenzie. Oh, they, yeah, we should invite them. But uh, it's it's Mary Lafans and uh, and and Field right now. Yeah, yeah that'll be a party. Be a party, it'll be fun. I'm jealous. Jealous. I finally get to have a pony party. You have one every other week, from what I can tell. I know. We do have we pony do. parties up in here. You have more makers, though. Yes, it's just an issue of getting them together. Actually, you know, it's funny. I had a really nice conversation this week uh, at Briarfest with Mindy Berg and a couple other people, and I floated the idea. Talk about Mindy. Berg. I floated the idea of having a like a Northeast Model Horse Artist Summit. I don't know how. I don't know where or when exactly just yet, but everybody seems to like that idea. I don't want to talk about Mindy. You don't. Why? Did no. she make you mad? She's so no. nice. 
I didn't get to see her. I did. I missed I'm her. Sorry. I don't we care. About... That does not help me. It's not, it's not all about you. What's with you people gloating? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, we'll just talk about Come it next on. time because that's when I saw her. It was on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> I want I want to apologize to Mindy Berg because I didn't hunt her down and hug her to death. Okay, okay. Stories from the fest number four. <laughs> you want to do yeah. this one? This one's a this great. This a one's great. great. One. Yes, I can do this one. This one's called Maggie Saves the Day. And that's Maggie Bennett, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, so this is from Cameron Oswald, who uh, made the amazing uh, stickers of the, the Captain America. This is America's donkey. <laughs> America's ASS. Yes. I managed to get one. Thank you, Cameron, for selling you one. Um, so uh, Cameron's going to share a positive Briarfest moment. So not everyone knows about the little Rabicano micro I painted for Enamel Paymo this year. Well, he was somehow damaged while on display in the artisan's gallery. Three of his four legs bent and paint chipped and flaked off. When Jennifer Bray Buxton broke the news to me, I was in shock, no doubt. I was wondering how I was going to fix the thing. Then, just as we're discussing how and what to do to fix it, Maggie Jenner Bennett, a literal angel, appeared. She bent his legs. <laughs> it's true. She bent his legs back no problem and gave me tips on how to fix him. Before I knew it, a team was assembled. Paint was delivered and Maggie went to work her magic on my little guy. She fixed him up and even offered me a couple replacement micros. For that, I am so grateful. These two ladies helped turn what could have been a terrible moment into something I will never forget. The teamwork and compassion in this hobby is just wonderful. Thank you both. And I got to hold a work of art in my hands, which is just amazing. This is something I'll remember forever. That is a great story. It's an excellent story. Uh, I actually taught Jen uh, talked about, uh, I don't know where I was when she said it, but this was before Maggie fixed yeah. the horse. Uh, I guess they saw the pewter go over. It's oh, a pewter. Man. And I, they're incredibly yeah. soft. And when it, and it had a base and when it went over, it the just, just bits it all up. It, up. it wasn't, it wasn't primed. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the problem. And she was just like, I don't know how I'm going to break this to, oh, yeah. to the artist. I, and I'm just terrified and sad. And she said, you know, nobody threw it on the right, floor. It, an it just fell over. So, you know, you don't, you just don't expect something that small to incur that kind oh, yeah. of damage. So, but it doesn't matter because Maggie fixed it. Because Maggie's an angel. Maggie, that's what, that's what She's Maggie true. does. Oh. We have to do the angel okay. sound for Maggie. Um, Yeah. So I think that's everything. We're gonna we're gonna move on uh, closing yeah. the show. <sighs> that was a deep sigh. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I you do these things, and you know, there's a million things you're forgetting about. A million little interactions that were wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you know, a thousand things that annoyed you, but was ended up being funny. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean. Barfest Barfest just... I don't think I had any annoying things this year. Oh my god, I was so annoyed. I had, so, so we named it, we named these sections of Briarfest, me and, me and Angelo uh -huh. Zunick and Jennifer Bray Buxton going home. Uh, we talked about how our Briarfest was. And so uh, the, the first thing was the ditching. The ditching. Poor, <laughs> poor Angelo, who is from, you know, a, a Slavic country and, you know, or well, not Slavic. She's from, from yeah. Croatia. Um, uh, came to her first Briar Fest. Now she's got a great command of English and she's very smart, but she doesn't know anything much about anything outside of right. Colorado. And 
you know, America to Europeans is intimidating. It's expansive. It's um, very different you know, region to region, too. It's uh, well, it's very different region to region. She'd never been to Briarfest before. Um, she was encouraged to come, and and then you know, the ditching. She, she got ditched. <laughs> she got the ditching. So that was a uh, that was drama, which led to the bitching, where. <laughs> Everybody from Colorado at one point or another was in yeah, our room. Complaining. I know. I learned more about else. Colorado hobby politics. I was like, <laughs> I don't care. We're not perfect, damn it. Um, and then uh, the hitching, which was all the people that threw crap in the minivan because they knew we had one going back to Colorado. <laughs> Fabian's, Fabian had a tote that was a mini. A mini house. Oh yeah, you could fit a body like, in that too. I saw it. You could fit a body, probably two if they were little. <laughs> uh, uh, Carol VM, God love her. Sydney's suitcase full of horses was, you know, the size of a one bedroom apartment in New York. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we also took back totes for uh, Christy. Well, no, we took a tote back for Aaron. We took Christy Richardson's diorama contest back with her. There were some other people. It was just so we did. We we just named it the ditching, the bitching. <laughs> I like it. It works. But I mean, it's you know, it's a funny story right. now. I'm not mad about it now. But like at one point, I was like, "Would you people get out of my room and stop? Go talk yeah, to each other. Complete my problem." <laughs> <sighs> I love them all. I, I do. Let's close right. the show. Let's close the show. So, plug for sponsors and shout-outs. We don't have any sponsors this week, and I haven't pursued any because I'm tired. Because <laughs> we had all of them the last two shows. We had all of them the last two shows. Like, literally, last show, we didn't have enough slots oh for Oh, my everybody. gosh. We, we had to make slots. So, that's a good thing, I'm but, you know. And I haven't done my invoices yet, so watch your email, babes. Our youth mentoring. Youth mentoring. I know you've been kind yeah, of you've been pushing that recently. Um, and I know you sent me an email that I got to respond to. Um, I, it was more for, I just tagged you for information, oh, okay. but yeah. Um, I'll get back. I'll get back to you on that. The, 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 the young woman that uh, sent the email is a, uh, believe. Yes. Okay. Tech, so that's, so the, I thought, yeah. I was like, Oh, she heard me get really yeah. dark on the last episode. <laughs> 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 like, she understands. <laughs> she uh mib swag store we're gonna we're gonna revamp yeah. that i i brought all the swag back with me i'm gonna redo the inventory i have list two hats and, uh, i don't know how i have two hats here but there's two hats in packaging give them to, give them to mayor and whoever okay. do you want me to take the swag back from colorado i don't know right, we'll we can talk about that i'm you know me i'm terrible yeah because i'd so. be happy to take it back i just i ran out of room coming back to Briarfest. Well, and I can just ship it back. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have to carry yeah, it back. fine. I will we'll we'll talk see. about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, advertising for Briarfest episode 19. We don't have any in this one. So if you want to do post-show, pre-show, post-show Briarfest, uh, Mirrors and Blacks are the, have the biggest listening mm -hmm. impact. Um, so if you want to advertise, give us a shout. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to my hobby children because they are beautiful and I love them. Um, I'm a little jealous. Kinsey, I want to be co-mom. Kinsey, Nay, Cam, and uh, oh, who's my other child? Meredith. There you go. She wasn't there this year because she's being a good girl, doing Can her I job. Can I tell you the funniest but, thing? I believe it was Kenzie said it to me. When she came in and was me meeting us, she said to me, it is so weird to hear your voice coming out of a face. And I cried. <laughs> <stopped. laughs> 
I love my children. Kenzie, Ken, Kenzie may be my favorite. She's a little devil. She looks all angelic with that blonde hair and everything. Uh, she would get you in trouble. It was so nice meeting them all. I really enjoyed her. Yeah, buddy. you're great. Uh, so uh, for the next show, we're going to recap Saturday and Sunday. That is the youth children mm-hmm. show. Uh, the the auction. wild auction. The wild auction with the $22,000. Alborozo. Uh, custom contest winners. We will have interviews from most of them. I have, I am chasing Hannah Tripp. If anyone knows Hannah Tripp, I would love to interview mm-hmm. her, but I, I, I am having a hard time getting a response out of her. Uh, we, Kylie, uh, Karen Zorns okay. agreed to an interview. Mm-hmm. Melanie, of course, and Amanda Brock. Uh, hopefully I can get Amanda Brock. I mean, I know she wants to, she but just moved. I think they are, they're living in an <laughs> RV in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So we'll see. All right. Raffles, raffles, um, stuff at the covered arena and the gala shows. More insanity with the special runs. Maybe we'll have the numbers. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, maybe we'll have yeah. the numbers by then. That would be great. I I know we uh, we waxed philosophical about uh, about the people that did all the statistical work for the SRs and the chances of getting them and stuff like that. And that right got blown completely out of the water. Just pointless as all get out. I mean, it's still a fun project, but yeah. The, the thing I like about li- Briar lately is they're not predictable. Yes, the pattern is there is no pattern. It, it's it's it, it's maddening, but but it's also makes it so much more fun. I mean, I I think it's great that you were in you were in the paddock, the SR paddock, when those those pieces start coming out and everybody started so losing wild. it. It was great. And we won't talk about Cam mugging a thirteen year old for her Rocky. But <laughs> I know he did. Feels bad, but he did not mug her. <laughs> all right y'all we are done uh we will record the next show in a week and have it out to you asap um if you have anything in the meanwhile to share do you have a a nice story from the fest for us to put on the show next time yeah absolutely all right and we'll talk to you soon bye happy recovery bye the mares in black podcast Created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi. Written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.